Welcome to episode 70 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 70 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? I'm very good. Sensational Sunday. We normally record on a Tuesday, but I'm off to Auckland on Tuesday, so we're doing a sensational Sunday. Mm. Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by... Athlinks.com And also... <laughs> Coffeesofwhy.com And lastly... Trybuys.com Nice, and we'll tell you a little bit more about those guys at the end of the show. But this week, we've got news coming up. We've got... Age group of the week, we've got high five of the week. Now, last week we were meant to do a high five of the week, and what happened? Well, I think we got away with it. Nobody pulled us up on it. No, no, we did the intro, and then we didn't actually do it. So, uh, the last week, what was it what was on? The Aging Athlete. The Aging Athlete. So, for all you aging athletes out there, we've got some good tips for you. We've got website of the week, product review center. We've got a couple of products we're going to have a quick look at. Coaches Corner, what are you doing? We're doing the the swimming, the middle stage of the Ironman swim, because uh must have been about episode 68 or 67 yeah, or something ago, yeah. like a while ago. That's before we went to Germany. Yeah, we yeah. did uh, the start of the swim. Now we're going to talk about the middle stages. Nice. So in the news front this week, there's not a huge amount happening, but we have got... But I think what everybody wants to know, Bevan, is how did the blind date go? How did the blind date go? Oh, well, maybe we should leave it to the end of the show. Okay. You, you have to wait till the end. There's, yeah. a, there's a teaser for you. It was, it, was, it was a good night out, let's put it that way. Um, so anyway, um, Placid sells out in minutes. Yeah. Lake Placid, so, 2008. Not too much of a surprise, but the, the story there was, you know, a large number of the subscriptions were gone uh, straight after the race by people signing up for next year. By the sounds of things, they were surprised of how many people actually went along to the sign-up at mm. the event. I think there was only 800 slots left after that. Yeah. So I guess is, I'm guessing there's probably about 2,500, two to 2,500 two to two do the race. So, boom another race done and dusted, 12 months out. So what do you do in America? Do you just, what do you do? Well, nice lead on there, Bevan. Nice, nice lead on. on. See what I did there? I was leading it on. <laughs> professional. There are still community spots available. So what's community spot mean? Well, if you go to the North America sports website, yep, okay. Uh, it basically right tells you all the details. Oh, it's changed since I was there last time. Uh, why don't we click on the link that I that I sent you, Bevan? Well, no, because I can't because it's a PDF. So if you go, oh. like, place it here. Maybe, yeah, you keep talking. Okay, so community spots, you basically pay $1,000 uh, US to be a part of that. And obviously, whatever it is, the $475 or something goes towards uh, your race entry fee, and the remainder of the money goes towards a... So it's just basically a higher fee. Yeah, and you basically the, the remainder of your money goes towards some sort of community initiative. So it's kind of cool that, that the North America sports and the guys that, and that run the North American races are putting money back into the community. But are um, they, or are they just charging more for the race? Well, that's what they say they're doing. So you, you know, like they're saying, oh, we're such good people, but at the end of the day, they're just charging the participants. You know, it's not like they're taking from their profit. Yeah, so who knows? Yeah. Like, it is good that the community's getting back, don't get me wrong. I yeah. think it's really great, but, you know, they're not, they're not doing the good work here. It's charging more. So that um, so there there is still a way in there, um, but there are so many races on in North America. You know, I mean, obviously all the Ironman races fill up very quickly, um, but you know, go to k two two six dot com and you'll find there's plenty of other races that don't fill up. Uh, they're just not an M dot race. I'd love to see um, if uh, Felix does one in North America. How it goes? Yes, be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting. If he's got us on board. It's bound to be a wow, success. Fast in minutes, maybe seconds. Yeah. Um, so uh, what else we got? So that's pretty much it on the news front. But we've got some races coming up. It's a big weekend in Europe. It's a biggie. It's a biggie. There's no Ironman races as we talk. The next one is on Bevan's birthday. Yep. And uh, Ironman UK. Don't forget that, guys. <laughs> send, send gifts care of P.O. Box 41086 you want me might not get through but anyway uh, lots of races coming up a race we've talked about quite a bit in the past is Norseman it's on for the fifth time this weekend now Norseman is the one that's just absolutely stupid isn't it yeah, you could, well, I don't know if stupid's the right word, Bevan. Well, well, absolutely mad, but, man. But very, can, can be a very, very cold swim. Uh, very difficult bike. You go over several passes, and then you basically run up a mountain. Uh, so that sounds a bit stupid to so, me. Yeah, well. <laughs> Are you calling Bjorn stupid? No, I wouldn't, actually. The so, boy's a legend. So Bjorn, all those Swedish boys go and uh, often do that race. Fifth time they're holding it. Uh, I was interested to read that um, they've filled the race this year, but it's only got 200 people racing. So, so maybe it's just logistics. Yeah, and you do have to have a support crew on that race. Uh, it's, I think it's point to point, but you do have to have somebody do, running with you, I think, on part of the mountain run section. Oh, so really? You've got to have quite a strong support so, crew. So it must be pretty dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, so... Mm. Uh, I just think the weather can change really quickly, which is why you need the support. Yep. 
What else we got on? We've got the Slovak Man, which has been going since 2004. Nice. Last year, the old Glove Man won that race Eight. in 834. They had 80 people racing, so still a pretty small race, but, but none Iron less. Distance, obviously. Iron Distance. Yep. All these ones are Iron Distance. I found them all on K226.com, okay, which so I seem to be plugging all the time, but, but I like the site. Nice. Uh, Vineman. Vineman. Did a long distance one. Yeah. Last weekend, we had 70.3. Uh, this weekend is going to be the full distance. It's a race that's got a lot of history. It's the 18th time it's been run. Uh, last year, Bob Shebest won in 9.27. I think old Del Campo was about 4th or 5th last yep. year and yep. about 9.40. It's another one. Uh, over so, in, do they have prize money there, do you know? Uh, well, they've got a pro field, so <coughs> I assume there'd be a little yeah. bit. Yep. Okay. Um, over in Denmark, uh, we've got the Viking Man. Viking Man. Viking Man. Uh, and it's held at Frederica, which is, uh, they've had the world champs there, they've had the European uh, champs there, they had the Danish champs there every year. And it's the last time they're holding that race for 13 years, which is a bit of a shame. Um, Why? Just numbers? Don't know. I, it could be the race directors moving on, you know, um, yep. been, been doing it for a long time. Who knows? It could be an Ironman pop up in Denmark. Well, you don't you know. Yeah. Uh, then over in Finland, we've got the Nokia Man, which has been going, or the Nokia Tri which is another iron distance race in two, since 2004 and then over in Germany we've got the Ostel, no, Ost, Ostseeman um, which has been going since 2001 so you know, there we have it, you, you've sort of said oh, what if you can't get into races but there's just so many non-WTC uh, non races out there, it's not like you can't do an iron distance race. It's pretty interesting if you get people to coordinate another brand you there's enough races exactly you just get you know they're already set up the system's already yep. in place if you could create another brand and that's saying maybe we can pass on to felix there you go um so anyway, that's, that's pretty much news for week is there anything else oh okay so i got a bit of an email through from someone saying that kieran doe has signed up for canada yeah mm. that'll, that'll throw the cat amongst the pigeons for old gordo yeah because apparently there hasn't been that many people who are strong signed up to well, date I, I think i read somewhere a little while ago the guy that won last year jesper Blake is doing kona okay. so i'd be surprised if he did both i probably wouldn't um, so that I don't think Gordo would be too worried about Kieran. I think he'd take him, especially if Kieran didn't have anybody to ride, to with. ride with. Yeah. Um, but if he put it, but having said that, if he put in a performance like he did in Roach uh, yeah. a couple of years ago when he went whatever eight oh three or four or yeah, something, something like that, yeah, you know, he'd, he'd give Gordo a really good hurry up because he's going to be well in front of him in the swim. He'll attack the bike. Yeah. And uh, Gordo, you know, well, you'd expect Gordo to run a, a mid two forties if he's going to want to win it. And uh, Kieran Doe has shown that he can now run a three hour marathon. So. That'll be interesting. Hopefully they do get a few guys there. When is, when is Canada? It's end of August, isn't it? It's either end of August or early September, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So look forward to it. So it's pretty exciting times. Now, we did our discussion of the week this week, and we are doing this on Sunday, so it's a little bit early, but it's okay. So if you've written on there afterwards and you don't hear your answers, oh, well, we'll get you another day. But anyway, so we're basically thinking of what are some of the things that you've wasted your money on and maybe some of the things that have been a good kind of way to spend your money as an Ironman triathlete. And uh, do you want to start off? Yeah. So first one was from Daniel from Germany. He said, useless items, the Polar foot pod. I agree. Got one. <laughs> do you use yours? I don't really use it. I, I have been meaning to use it. And in yeah, principle, good intention. Exactly. In principle, <laughs> I think it's a good idea, but I haven't really got around to using it. Uh, two-piece race suits don't work for him. Uh, I, I, I find two-piece does work for me, but that's, yeah. that's a personal yeah. preference. Good items. Uh, Winter cycling shoes, much better than summer shoes with a stupid neoprene cover. Uh, yes, <laughs> SKS uh, uh, race blades, keeps your butt dry in the rain. Ugly ASICs running pants, I've been using them since 1998. Do you have some old school gear? You know, gear you've had like 20 years? No, I have. I, my, Belinda doesn't like me hoarding things, uh, so I have really? got rid of a few things. I tell you, the, the, my, I could, actually should bring it along um, next week. My race uh, kit from when I used to race in France, the first year we raced. Oh, you got to bring it along, mate. We'll get a photo. Put it on the website. It is sensational. Gold? That's one thing I've kept. Okay. It's bright yellow. It's oh, yeah, mate. Oh, have you got a photo when you're racing in it? I think I've actually got one, which is me, Crowey, um, Bevan Doherty, and a few other guys, because we used to have to do a team triathlon together, yeah. and it's just a shocker. Pretty. Anyway. He's also saying he loves an espresso machine. Gets him up in the morning. He's even got us a link to an espresso machine. So there you go. Uh, Shawnee B, he's Shawnee of the Porno. Uh, he's basically, he lives in Queenstown. And at the moment, it's pretty bloody freezing. Yeah. So he's saying John's a bit blind. <laughs> just bring just bring the computer right a bit closer. He's bloody put this computer on the far side <laughs> we'll of the table. the mic in the same place. Jesus, creepers. <laughs> um, you look like an old man, mate. <laughs> Um, you need your booties because he's in Queenstown and you need your thermal tech fleece five years and still running cannibal tri pants seven years and still running and I rule tri pants damn comfy and love my three quarter length ones uh, would love some summer at the moment mm. 
Uh, a big for you. What is he going to do? Not going to do all of this. Uh, vegan. Vegan. He's basically spent. Uh, said spend money on good uh, good cold winter gear. Yep. Um, turbo. Turbo. Spend money on good turbo. Heart rate monitor. You only need a heart rate monitor and maybe a timer. Or if you're self if you're self coached, if you have a coach, then maybe it works spending a little more on uh, that. Then then you can send the results over. Things not to worry about. Um, all pool toys. Oh. Uh, Gucci bike and wheels. <laughs> Uh, so true. They look good. Uh, they look fast, but it's damn it's damn sight cheaper cheaper losing five kgs from around your around your waist than buying carbon fiber bike and flash wheels. Nice. Uh, he only competes in one Ironman, uh, and that was on he only completed one Ironman. That was on the cheapest bike he could find. Wish he had been that case in Lanza when breaking his back wheel, which is sent back to um, <laughs> sent back to the, the manufacturers. Uh, better to invest a little time and money into friends, training buddies, and family than new kit. Right, I'm off to try buys now. <laughs> nice, that was a good little ending there. We've got Rachel, she's basically saying uh, she kind of wasted money on a heart rate monitor. She didn't really, she bought one, but she doesn't really get into it, doesn't really use it, and doesn't really see the point. So, and there's a lot of money to spend on the heart rate monitor, so she tends to find that she uh, uses intensity, perceived effort, and breathing rhythm. Um, fancy, fancy, chamois, oh no, sh- what's that? Shemancy? Shemi? No, 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 no. Shemancy sunglasses. Oh, yeah? Yep. Uh, mine are from Walmart. I have to admit, until I got the Oakleys, I was wearing the glasses that I got at the supermarket on Epic Camp. Nice. I remember the boys were giving me a bit of hassles about it. Yeah, yeah. But then they all turned around and said they like my shades, and even Mike Montgomery even asked to do a bit of a trade. <laughs> so, you know that, Mike. Don't deny it. Um, what is it? Pedometer? Um, it's as good as a watch. Um, how do, Books on triathlon. He's saying this, she's saying there's so many out there, and... Hardly any of them are any good. And she's saying, if you're going to get any jo- uh, books, you go for Joe Field. Who's his name? Joe Friel. Friel. Um, would you agree with that? Oh, the, the books? Yeah, there are there are a lot of crap books out there. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, invaluable. She's got a bike trainer. Indoor training helps me to improve my fitness more than anything else. So there's no light stopping. Focus workout, of course. Good music and sprint intervals help. Uh, loves her real wheel. Uh, wireless bike computer. And uh, would be useless without an eye shuffle, which is very good. Because then you wouldn't be able to listen to Iron Man talk. Obviously. And a good master's swimming class. Nothing beats it. Yeah. Nice. Next one is from Scott Horns. Horns. Yep. Uh, and he said, although traveling around the world to some high-profile races is fun, uh, which he did in the beginning, I think I would uh, like to race cl- more closer to home, save the money, until he can beat the fast guys in my home state. I have no reason to go globe trot- globe trotting other than for an Ironman Hawaii slot. Fair enough. Um, then we've got our Chance Barber, and he's got arm warmers is good, leg warmers are good, Garmin 305 GPS heart rate monitor watch, expensive bike shorts are really worth it, uh, race belts that hold your gel as well, mm-hmm. um, a body glide, you know what that is? Body glide's like a, a Vaseline type thing so you don't chafe when okay. you... A good helmet is worth it, wear it every time you ride, a good group of guys to train with, and you can uh, sponge good info. Bad, cheap bike shorts, there are a reason they're cheap, um, cheap bike shoes when you feel the bottoms flex. And cheap bike tyres. You know what? The tie tyres is the thing that I tend to do. I tend to buy cheap tyres because I'm a cheap ass. Pay the price. I, you know what? I've decided. I bought some tyres about three months ago, and I've just had unlimited flat tyres. And the ones I bought before that were the ones I got in Epic Camp. And tapping had, me on the, sh- on yeah, the leg. Tapping me on the leg about it. The ones I bought before that are the ones I bought at Epic Camp, and I had no flat tyres. Yeah. So I think they were um, specialised pro tyres I got last time, so I'm going back to those because they were just... We should get a tyre sponsor, shouldn't we? We should, I tell you. There we go. T-Rex. T-Rex, this is bananas. You can never spend too much on bananas. You can also spend too little time and bigging up camp and you can't no bloody hell let's start again shall i well you should also (laughs) you also can't spend too little time and bigging up your local club binging isn't you know binging up yeah uh oh no it's bigging up Big it bigging. <laughs> you are going blind. Aerodynamic.co.uk. Not so local now, but a great bunch of folks. You know what I, you know what I actually think? Is, uh, what do you, you think, could, You could probably cause buy some glasses. Yeah. <laughs> My wife's an optometrist. Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah. So what about you? What are things that you think are a waste of money or that you've experienced? Uh, I, I'm a bit of a tight ass like you, yep. um, but that has been to my detriment. I don't think I've really bought too many things that have been a complete waste of money but I have certainly bought a few things which, are, in retrospect, I should have gone for the medium-priced option instead of the cheapest option. For yeah. example, I bought a crappy... My first wind trainer was a really crappy one. Wore my tyres down quickly. I used to... After a while, it wore out pretty quick and, you know, the, it wouldn't stay in that well. Yeah. Um, 
just yeah, just general in general, just buying cheap shit. You know, um, bought some gloves off Trade Me once when I wanted to get some good cycling gloves. They looked okay, and they yeah. were just crap. Yeah. Um, so just generally not spending enough. I don't necessarily agree that you need to always buy the top of the range thing, but generally I think go for the mid range option. And, and sometimes doing some reviews on the internet really helps you with that. Eh? To actually mm. have to do a bit of research before you buy it. So habit I've got into when I buy nowadays is do some research before you actually spend your money. Mm. What have I wasted money on? Um, I think while well, you think a few people there have sort of said heart rate monitors and. I would say to most people that uh, I, I sell the Polar range, and for most of the people I sell them to, I'll sell them the bottom bottom of the range one that basically yeah, gives them the heart, heart rate uh, and time. Um, that said, if you are a really analytical person, then I think the top of the range, you know, um, RS seven six two five or seven two five, is really powerful. And it can be quite a motivational tool. But if you're not into your computer, you're not into downloading things. Just like, like whoever said it was, just get the one that Rachel, tells you your yeah. heart rate and your time. And then you need to go and do some testing because otherwise, and then you'll actually have a bit more objectivity to your numbers and you'll know what heart rate you should be running at. What have I wasted money on? I think the first time, man, I just bought everything. Um, so yeah, I wasted a lot of money. I can't really think of specific things. Um, the things like the polar water bottle in your thing, I hate that. What polar? <laughs> yeah, the polar in your, that you put in your handlebars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. some people love that. Yeah, see, I hate that. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a real waste, and you pay like seventy dollars for it, so it's yeah. a big rip. Um, and uh, like I bought a GPS watch, and I just I found it was really at, um, one of the Timex ones. I found yeah. it was really inaccurate, and so I probably should have done more research on that. Um, I don't buy race wheels. Because mm-hmm. I just we don't race enough, I don't think, and so I tend to just borrow race wheels from my cycle shop. Or call me the day before you leave, <laughs> before you leave the gym. I haven't got any race wheels. <laughs> but it worked out. Yeah. Um, what did you end up doing? Oh, long story. You don't want to get into that. Okay. <laughs> I got some, but I had to pay. Um, so yeah, and uh, yeah, I think the best thing to do if you're going to buy something of, of a lot of money is to really ask someone who has a bit of experience, who maybe has a similar interest. You know, if it's someone who's a bit of a geek with the numbers and you're like that, or if someone who's not who's more casual like you are that way then you have a bit more of experience because you can waste a lot of money mm. on um just on crap good bike mm. box mm. is a good thing to buy maybe yeah um, not not a particular well it depends where you live but uh you want to go for a lightweight yeah light box <laughs> yeah box. yeah unless you're in america and they don't really charge you for things but those uh those no i got charged coming back from america but it's because oh. i shop too much but um okay. anyway uh next week discussion well at least the idea came from a lady called dawn, dawn. dawn. Elder. 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 And she was in the car driving from, where'd she go? From Colorado back to some to do some altitude training and 30 hours with three kids. Poor, that sounds like fun. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Are we there yet? But anyway, she was just wondering, she's a parent and she has three kids and she's obviously a very busy parent and she was saying she basically has to take her, her wind trainer along to her kids' karate training and have her on the side and the soccer games and swim coaches and all the rest of it. And it's, she said through the question that, so what do I do? I know there are many mums out there and taking on the Ironman Challenge and try to set the best example for their kids more and more as women pros taking on the Mummy Challenge as well. Just wondering, what are some ideas that parents can do mm-hmm. to make it more accessible? And these are parents who obviously have a pretty full-time role being a, a mum or a dad. And how, what are some ideas that we can suggest as a parent to make it more more achievable to, to an Ironman? Yeah, maybe. Well. How to use your time efficiently? Just, yeah. just parenting tips on how to train. Yeah, and, and to maybe maintain the balance as well. Yeah. 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 Now, to be honest, if John and I probably aren't too good at this. Like I've got a child, but I also only have shared custody, so I do week on week off. But um, it's you know we're not three kids. Oh, my sister's got three kids. It's, yeah. I've so much respect. We're stopping at two. You're stopping at two, are you? <laughs> yeah. A mistake will happen, trust me. <laughs> Get the operation as fast as you can. Because <laughs> that happens to my sister. Had the second one, we're not even anymore, and she got pregnant like two weeks later. Uh, so, no. trust me. Yeah. Get the operation. <laughs> are you getting the operation? I haven't thought that far. <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't wait for that day. <laughs> anyway, so um, so this week's yeah, discussion is, as a parent, um, what are the ways that you can, you've been successful, you think you can be successful in Ironman training? So anyway, nice. that's our news and our discussion. And if you do have any more topics you'd like us to use for discussion of the week, please send them in. Yeah. I'm starting to run out of ideas. Yeah, I did have another <laughs> one, but I forgot it, but that's all good. Yep, bring it on. That's our news and our discussion for this week. Age Grouper of the Week. Good old Steve, eh? Steve Hollingsworth. Steve Hollingsworth. Oh, we love you, Steve. Because Steve sent through this week's Age Grouper of the Week, and he's basically going to read out his email. Not sure if it's too late to nominate Age Grouper of the Week for Ironman Austria. Well, obviously it's not. 
But he'd like to nominate his mate Dan Lynch. Now, like me, this was his first Ironman race. Three weeks out from the race, Dan injured his knee, but still towed the start line. Nice. Uh, and to give it his all on a day. He was going well on the swim, 1 hour 15, bike, 5.40, but the knee blew up again on the run. Oh, the frustration. <laughs> he strapped up the leg and pushed on with true Ironman grit and determination for a painful 55... You'd hope it wasn't 55-hour 26 marathon. I think it's 5-hour five five 26. Hours, yeah, that's, uh, becoming an Ironman, he crossed the line in a time of 12 hours and 35 minutes. So... Uh, that's pretty awesome. It is. It's, pain, you, it's a pain in the ass when you get injured before a race. You know what? I'd say it's a pain in the pain knee. In the knee. Yeah. yeah. I actually said to somebody the other day when I wasn't feeling so good at any week, it's a real pain in the ass. And he goes, yeah, it is. When my, my, you know my last week my insides weren't so good? Let's just back. <laughs> no, back it up. I'm, just, I'm leaving you. <laughs> yeah, leave me, out to, leave me out to dry. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're, you're on fire today, mate. <laughs> 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 a real pain in the ass. There you go. So, so um, that, that's that gut. So it must be it must be a bugger going into a race. It must be. Yeah, a bit like being a pain. <laughs> pain, yeah. pain in the ass. But anyway, well yeah. done, Dan. I'm getting through it. But it must be it must be horrible going. You know, you do all your training mm. three weeks out from the race, and, and you know, and then you do a swim on the bike a day. You get on the bike. And you obviously four five forty is a pretty decent time. Get off and your leg starts to blow up. And a lot of people would just think, bugger it, you know, or pull out and do another race. And so good on Dan to really just stick into the spirit of sport. Still did a really respectable time in your first race, 12.35. Um, nice. And it's what's really great is that old Steve and Dan signed up for a road. Oh, did they? Yeah, we'll do a lot read right there. Okay, well, the screen's too small. I can't read oh, it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, so you wrote next year. Right next year. Right, There's a bit right of an expectation year. that we're definitely doing it because we got an email today. <laughs> so I was like, we're going to see you on road next year. We're really looking forward to it. That's so uh, like fundraising there's, again. There's some planning, ha- planning happening. I've got planning happening in my mind at the moment. Have you? Yeah, got idea. We've got ideas. I got this email from John last week saying, <laughs> I got a bit excited one day. <laughs> You're really excited. I get this email. Do you want to write to Taupo and do I man like ride to the before race? Oh, okay then, and then we'll ride to Tauranga, which is like how long are those rides? <laughs> They're probably good three or four day epics. Yeah, four, like, before, like, like four or five day, day epics, like four times, <laughs> and, and like a month period. So I was like, yeah, bring it on. But anyway, Dan. You are Dan Lynch. You are, you are our age grouper group of the week. One, two, three, four, high five. Okay, so this 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 was emailed into us a little while from Wind Magnet. Oh, we had his name last week. It doesn't matter. Um, he knows who he is. Wind Magnet. It's a sensational name. But it came up after we were interviewing uh, I think Melina. Selena. I was talking about how Melina's getting a little bit older and old. how his body must feel. Yeah, and getting old. It's getting blind. Ben and I can't <laughs> quite appreciate that. What, what you guys are going through? Oh, so, so, we're so young. We're so vibrant. Wind Magnet uh, sent us through a few ideas. He's uh, fifty-one. Yep. And he'd like to tell tell us... Um, Give us a perception of what it's like to be at that age and be yeah. training for a long period of time. Because it is true. Like, you look at Melina, he's nearly 50, isn't he? He's getting up there. Yeah, I think he said he's 50 next year yeah. or the year after. So he's, he's, you know, late 40s. Yeah. The guy has been an athlete from five years old. Yeah. You know, like, you talk to him when, you know, he was swimming. He swam when he was a kid yeah. and then he was and very into his athletics. Very good swimmer, you know, one of those kids who lives in the pool. And, yeah. You know, so so basically for 40, maybe 44 years... Yeah. His body, his, and you know, like the guys doesn't muck around. Right. So he's smacked his body day in day out for forty four years. So I just find that really fascinating. And being someone who's kind of, you know, obviously, you know, done similar things for a period of time, it does kind of scare me <laughs> what it's going to be like when I'm fifty. Yeah. So uh, Wim Magnet sent us through some ideas, and and here's the first one. You want to go? First one here is permanently stuffed. Nice. There's no tips actually. Get over it. <laughs> you're just you're just stuffed. You're stuffed. Okay. Second one. You're stiff and sore and worried about injuries. Every little niggle is a worry. Yeah. This is a positive. <laughs> yeah, very positive. Uh, number three is always trying to go faster. Well, that's so, kind of cool. Yeah. I remember talking to Melina about one time on the bike, and that's what he was saying. He said, you're still trying to go faster. You're struggling with your diet. It's easy to eat too much and put on weight without even doing the big miles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number five, it's tough to get out of bed uh, and out onto the road in the dark winter, in the dark of winter. Uh, and this is only the easy base building section of my year, about 12 to 14 hours. So, what do we take from that, John? <laughs> Wing Magnus just saying that it's pretty tough being 51. And yeah, his body's not handling it too well, but he's pushing through and he's loving every minute of it. That's what I'm taking from it. Okay, so it's a year. So, how do we. Okay, as, as you're a coach? Well, I, I would say. If, if, Perhaps not people that are, say, um, Molina's level have been a very high level. I've got a guy who comes to me, he's 
65, I think. Yep. Um, spring chicken. Spring spring chicken. And he's only been in the sport a few years. But, okay. you know, I've said to him, you're going to be getting faster for the next... If you're consistent, you'll get faster for the next few years at a quicker rate than your body will slow you down. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you are new to the sport and you are a little bit older... There's still a lot of time to to improve before you start before age really starts slowing you down. Okay, so for those who are, like this is obviously the high five was kind of targeted at the older people, so or the slightly later people. You've got, you've got to be careful. Yeah, well, 50, well, 50 is not old, so I've got, I've got an athlete, the guy coach up in Auckland, that gets very angry when we go <laughs> old and stuff. Well, 50 is not old at all. Uh, you know, like 90s are getting a little bit old, but um, what what are the things that they really need to be aware of? Well, if you talk to Molina, he's very, and a lot of coaches, uh, they're very big on athletes doing weights. Yep. Uh, as soon as you sort of get over, I don't know, maybe about 40, something like 40, yep. 45. Um, and another thing Molina's very keen on is a lot of supplementation. Yep. Um, things like glucosamine, uh, glutamine, you know, he's, he's pretty heavily into the, into, the, um, into the old supplement side of things. Yep. Um, personally, I think uh, doing things like yoga is, yep. is really helpful. Uh, and, and you just got to look after yourself a little bit longer. As as you do get older, the hard sessions take a little bit longer to recover from. Um, yeah, it's yeah. something I've talked to a lot of cyclists. Not so much Ironman, but that's what they say. They say you you can't really do the harder sessions as much. So you just be wise about when you put them in. Yeah, and and you also need to rest a little bit more. Yeah, um, and a bit harder probably to get over races as well. So you just got to be a bit smarter with your race planning for the season. Mm, mm, that's interesting. So anyway, well, maybe thanks for that. Uh, Good luck with the next few years. Yeah. So that is our high five for this week. Here we go. Website of the week. One of our regular contributors to the show, Ken Wallace, who was on Epic Camp France, has sent us in this week's Website and it's a pretty cool little website, isn't it? It is, because Ken and a couple of mates. Uh, well, I'll read the email. At dawn on August twenty fifth. Wait a second, twenty fifth is my party, my thirtieth. Oh, where, coming out, where is it? Exo Lounge. Where? It's in town. It's in town. It's a party to end all parties. Okay. You're coming, aren't you? Yeah, I'll be there. You're you kidding. Be okay. there like yeah. a, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I could, if, you, if you need some help picking up the checks, I can lend you Thomas for a few hours. Nice. Well, I've got, got a kid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and she'll be there. She'll be dancing. I'll be going, oh, she's so cute. Yeah. Girls, like, girls do like when you have a kid, don't they? Yeah. Are you noticing that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting that a lot. <laughs> A lot, yeah. Anyway, back, back, back to, to the show, yeah. Um, at dawn on August the 25th, which is when Ben is having his party, nice. a small group of swimmers will wade into the chilly waters of Lake Tahoe and begin swimming. As a group, they will swim about 44 miles over two days. Nice. That's quite a long way. Yeah, that's that's 1.6 times 44. Twice be, the distance of the English Channel. So that's about, know, about 60, 70 kilometers. 30 times yeah. uh, Alcatraz to San Francisco. The route will be a diagonal across the middle of the lake, which will take them over areas that are almost a mile deep. Give you, I'll give you a chocolate fish, or we'll get something from Blue 70 if somebody swims to the bottom of the lake and comes up in one breath. <laughs> Don't make it too hard. <laughs> you, can, like, you can say you give me a million dollars. Chocolate fish. Somebody might have big lungs. Um, You're swim- too generous. <laughs> no. The swimmers are not Olympic swimmers or English Channel veterans. The swimmers are quite simply us. John, Matt, Matt, Lauren, Lauren Ralph, Lauren, yep. Marty, Ken, and Earl. Yep. Um, and while we all have some swimming background, the swim is a, da- is a daunting challenge. Nice. We're determined to succeed not just for ourselves, but for the league to save Lake Tahoe, which helps keep Lake Tahoe Basin pristine, and for the National Brain Tumors Foundation, in recognition of a friend who is undergoing treatment for brain tumor um, this summer. Wow. So we thought it was a great idea, and um, I mean, it's a great idea just to go and do it. Yeah, um, and, and the goal at the end of the day is to get $10,000 in donation, exactly. isn't it? So yeah. we need some help here. We need you to go on to swimanything.com, and you can place donations there. And, um, have we actually got the website up here? Let's have a look at swimanything. Oh, yeah, so we've got the website up, and... Uh, it's got a picture of uh, Lake Tahoe, double diagonal. Oh, it's a bit like Wanaka, doesn't it? It's, it's kind of beautiful, isn't it? Like big there. lake. Yeah, man, double diagonal. Lake Tahoe's where they've got all the uh, ski fields, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. About us, so they've got a little about us page. Yeah, there's a little picture about all the guys. All oh, the guys, here we go. Now we can see what Ken looks like. I know, Ken. Oh, I've never seen Ken. Oh, there Popped you go. Up there. Nice. It's got Blue 70 head on. Nice. nice. There you go. He could be matching That's Blue right. 70 little booties or something if he gets to the bottom That's of the lake right. and back. Yeah, so you can give him some gloves. I can give him some gloves. <laughs> I'll give him gloves and booties. There you go. Yep. There only, you go. Only if you go up, Matt. <laughs> 
got to get to the bottom. <clears throat> Great thing, you know, like they've obviously set a pretty major challenge for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, that is crazy, isn't it? That much for me. It's a long way. Uh, I'm not sure how they're actually going about doing it. Maybe they'll just do shifts. But yeah. um, a friend of mine, Chris, he did a similar thing in Wanaka, not of that distance. He did it over like a 12-hour swim or something. And he said, you know, it was good. by the end it was quite tough because you you get a bit of time off, but your arms... Well, that's the thing. You did, I've done 24-hour running races and 24-hour sort of um, pedal cart races and stuff. And Pedal cart? Yeah, I used to do them in Hong Kong. Oh, it used really? to be brilliant. You'd sit down this thing and you just... You you were going for 24 hours, you had a team of eight, you just get in and you would just go for it for like half an hour, then yeah. you'd jump out. And so by the time you get in third or fourth time or so, your legs are getting pretty shattered. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's almost easier just to go, go continuous. But uh, yeah, they'll get, they'll, 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 their shoulders are getting a sufficient workout, yeah, swimming definitely. 45 miles or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, so good on them. So if you want to support them, go to swimanything.com and uh, there'll, there'll be a way to donate to it. And uh, it'd be really great if they could actually get $10,000 in donations because they're doing it for a good cause and uh, we like that. So, you say you heard all about it on ironmantalk.com and then uh, Ken you can let us know if you get some good donations from the listeners nice. okay. if you don't we'll f- get very angry Ooh, I won't <laughs> Devin's calm cool. I'm the lover remember I'm a lover not a fighter yeah, you know exactly. That's right. Anyway, product Product reviews. We've got a couple of products to review this week. And the first one is called Showdown. And you can start off, John, because I'm going to find the website. So Showdown is a... Oh, just quickly, we didn't do a website of club website this week because... I was too lazy. John was too lazy. <laughs> there you go. We don't need to be able to make but, up some story. But I do want to go... <laughs> I love the honesty. KC Multisport, they did a great write-up on us. They even edited out the bit where um, on their website where they actually had us talking about them on the show. And uh, so we really appreciate the KC Multisport.com. And next week we will get another club and John won't be lazy. Exactly. Pull well, your you're socks not even up, going to be here. Pull so your socks up. Come anyway, uh, Showdown, it's showdownrace.com. Uh, it's by the same guys that did the What It Takes documentary, um, yep. following sort of Peter Reed and Co. when they did uh, Kona. Uh, so the first thing we just want to stress: it is a documentary. Don't expect to see some um, three-hour. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not like the movie. What was that cycling movie you went to? Uh, uh, the Irish, the British, Scottish guy. Yeah, well, there's flying uh, Dutchman, the flying. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was now. I've changed. Uh, um, the Flying Scotsman. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it is a documentary, uh, a similar sort of theme to what it takes the movie. It's based uh, following five elite distance runners um, as they prepare for the US national cross-country champs. Uh, the runners are pretty solid athletes. Uh, I think there's been a bit of a resurgence in, in US, US distance running, running and yeah. that's what quite a bit of this documentary focuses on. Uh, I, I wasn't familiar with any of the guys, purely because I'm not a big follower. No, I athletes. did know that guy there. What was his name? Because um, Brandon Del Campo was a mate of his. Okay. Yeah, and Brandon often talked about him because he got a silver in the Olympics. Silver at the Olympics was a 2000, I think it was 2000, yeah. it might have been 2004, he got silver in the marathon. Yeah. Um, the other guys, uh, they're, they're quality runners, man. I mean, um, really, really top runners. A couple of young guys and really what it does it goes through it's a lot of interviews um, with the athletes themselves and with um, sort of running commentators I've got a guy from a magazine um, and a few websites and things like that just sort of talking about the training they're doing um, and really just building up for this one race and, and uh, following them around a couple of other build up races they did and so on yeah. So I thought it's about an hour long. Um, I, I, I think if you're an American, I think you'll probably enjoy it a lot more because yeah. um, one thing I said to Bevan is whilst I found it interesting and, and, and a good watch, uh, I think I would find it really interesting and fascinating if they were all, say, Kiwi runners, which I had followed and which I knew yeah, of and yeah, followed. Them, but, yeah. but when I watched it, I didn't know any of them. So that took away a little bit of the interest factor for me. I still found it good, and, and I found that it was a few themes came through that I thought were great, you know, things like training groups and the importance of that and the fact that these guys have been plugging away for years and some of them didn't have that early success. They had to keep going and going and going. Yeah, and well, finding the success about two or three of them, eh? Yeah, purely just the endurance of the years of training was what actually got them to the highest level, wasn't it? And I think, I think it might have been the guy that uh, actually got did well in the marathon or got got the other silver that's pretty pretty solid yeah. um, just talking about the, how he did crank his mileage up over the years you know he, he did so like 160 miles a week yeah so he, he started at whatever you know 60 miles a week then the next year he did 70 miles a week the year after he did 80 and just kept going up Imagine and up running and up. 160 miles in a week it's a lot a it's, lot of runners a lot of running. will do you know in, those, in that sort of region well the, 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 the classic one is, is doing the 100 mile week and that's yeah. what a lot of marathoners runners sort of base their training around so yeah, and it's quite cool how that all the the guys are quite different individuals. You know, you got one guy that's super serious, one guy that's completely the opposite. Yeah, he was all um, casual, wasn't he? So we don't want to completely give it away. Um, 
What are your thoughts, Gavin? I did like it. I thought it was some really good aspects to it. I think one thing that it was a bit of a bummer was that the event wasn't big enough to me. Mm. You know, what I liked about um, what it takes is that it was Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, Hawaii is the key event. In it. And I think that this was really, it was basically national cross-country champs. Yeah. And so it was an important race, but you, you didn't get the feeling that it was the key race in the year. And so for that reason, it kind of just took a little bit of the edge off me. But I thought it was interesting watching just the amount of training the guys did and... Um, yeah, they're pretty amazing athletes. Perhaps the one thing that, you know, we always want to give constructive feedback. Yep. I think the one thing that I've seen in both what it takes and this is I want to see what training these guys are actually doing in the workout. So yep. they felt they went around and they took cameras around the guys and, and showed them what, what they were sort of doing and stuff. But I'd like to be, say, if they went to the track and say, right, today I'm doing... 10 times one mile and I'm doing it at this pace or this heart rate and see them really working their yeah. way through it. That's what I'd really like to see, see inside some of these workouts a bit more. So hopefully if these guys can, uh, what it takes, do another one, um, we'd, we'd love to see that and uh, just a bit more insight. That's probably going to take away a bit of the, the general population audience, yeah. and, but, but I think it would be, um, be a good thing personally. Well, I think it crosses over because I think at the moment they're kind of mainly targeting on the general population and that way you get a bit of both. But I do think it's worth a watch. I definitely enjoyed watching it. And, yeah. uh, <clears throat> so I would recommend watching it. It's definitely worth Go to show, showdownrace.com. Um, you can pick up a copy. I think it's about 29 bucks or something like that, $26. Yep. Uh, you can buy a combo set with what it takes and showdown as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, and so the next product, I'm going to review myself because John's quite loyal to a sponsor and I'm not doing it. Well, I, I'm not. <laughs> well, no, I am, but I am not. Um, so basically, Noon. Is that, is that how I was Noon, you got to get that right. Noon. Noon.com, here we go. So Noon basically sent me a while ago, I can't remember who was listening, was someone, oh, I wish I had because it's a bit bad because they set it up for me, but uh, someone, I talked about Noon on the show because a lot of you guys have actually mentioned Noon as a product and uh, something that we really should look into because when we've often done uh, a blog on what nutrition works, Noon seems to come up a lot. And so uh, one of our listeners actually sent me through because they knew the people at Noon and said, look, we'll send you over some stuff and just see what you think. And I actually used a bit of it in Germany, and I'm in wrote in Germany, and I used the, the electrolyte pills. Um, so what they have is they have a little product that comes in a, what would you call that? Like canister. A little canister. Like, kind of like a double the size of an old film canister, maybe mm-hmm. maybe about that size. Um, and within that, you have little tablets. And now, a tablet lasts for, I think it's like 500 mils. So you basically want a tablet and a half for a, a litre, or two tablets for a litre. And... Um, and I used it in, I mean, wrote. And uh, High Five are my sponsors, and, and I think High Five's products are bloody amazing. But I did like, because you on the race day, you don't really control the electrolyte drink you're getting, you know, because by the time you've drunk your first bottle, John's just, John's just keeping quiet. I drink Pro 4. <laughs> drink Pro 4. But on race day, you often can't control what you're getting from them. And I did actually like the way that you had the tablet, so that I had my canister in my little bike box, um, and then I just flip it out, put one of the couple of pills in the bottle as I was running along. Now... I don't know how much I can give credit to Noon for the fact that I didn't get cramp, but cramp has always been my issue, mm-hmm. and that has been really frustrating. And the combination of quinine, uh, Noon, and the what are the the salt tablet things I was using? Yep. Um, salt tabs. Um, I didn't cramp, and wrote was a warm day, and traditionally those are the conditions where I would normally cramp. So it may also have to do with the fact that I didn't go so hard on the bike, but. At the end of the day, I do think that the product was really great. It's really nice and convenient, really easy to use. Um, it tastes good. It's got a bit of a bubble to it. So so when you're actually riding, yeah, and it doesn't seem to upset your stomach. Um, so, yeah, I, I was really pleased with the Noon product, and I definitely would recommend it to those of you who, especially if you do seem to be unsure of getting enough electrolyte in. Because, like, the pills you get, you know, often I've just used the pills, but in my last race I used the pills in, you know, in Taupo, and I still cramped. So, um, yeah, so Noon.com. I drank Pro 4. Yeah, but I still think High Five is the best product out there, but um, yeah, I think it's important. It's a bit of a different product. Mm-hmm. And it's done. It's, the main thing is it's packaged in a way that's really convenient. Sponsor a few races. They sponsor Primal Quest, the mm. Adventure Racing World Champs, mm. which were in Scotland not that long ago, and a guy I went to primary school with was on the winning team. Who was that? Chris Fawn. Really? Yeah. Was he good? He's in Christchurch. Yeah. He used to beat me in the bloody Redcliffe School primary cross-country racing. Oh, really? Bugger me so off. You always come second, did you? Until we got to high school, then I started, yeah, I started taking it. Nice. Yeah. But then oh. we didn't go to the same school. Oh, anyway. That's why. Um, okay, then, so next up. Coaches! 
Joe's Corner. We've got a bit of funky music this week, haven't we? Yeah, mate, a bit of operatic. Yeah, a bit of, bit of variety in our lives. That's right. Spice it up a little bit. Spice it up. Spice Girls back together. I know, I've seen that. You go to the concert? Posh Spice looks terrible. Yeah, that's not a good look, is it? Oh, man. Yeah. How could you even think that's a good look? Wrestling look alright though, they're yeah, they right. still, yeah. Did you like the Spice Girls? I did. Did you have a favourite? What's your favourite? It was probably a closet Spice Girl. For you? Um, who did I like out of them? Quite a sporty Spice, you know. I didn't have a favourite really. Didn't I, just, you? I just I just liked them. I, I always liked Baby and Ginger. Baby and Ginger. Oh, baby, no, Baby Spice would have been my favourite. Yeah, she was, yeah, Baby was pretty cute. Anyway. Anyway, back to, back to this. Back Focus. to spicing up your swim. Spice up your life. <laughs> yeah, okay. You weren't, you weren't even a closet fan. You were, I love you were out there. If you want to be my lover, you've got to get with my friends. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, back to the swim. Uh, so, well, what, mate, you've what, written, a, written a book here, haven't well, you? I've, I've, when I start writing, I keep writing, and it's, I've got to get all the stuff up on my website, you see? Yep. Um, so, yeah. Are we doing the whole thing, or are you just going to do it in parts? Yeah, I'll, I'll rip through it, don't worry. Well, we're already um, 40 minutes into the show. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got many questions and answers. Okay, here we go. Um, but anyway, the swim. We Last time we talked about the start of the swim and sort of getting through that. Uh, this part here is very much about getting through the middle stages of the swim. And we're really going to focus on this being an Ironman swim, so obviously the different tactics and so on for, for short course swims, yep. but we're talking Ironman because this is Ironman talk. That's uh, right. So really, you've got off the line, you've, uh, you're settling into your swim. Obviously, one of the key things to think about is navigation. Um, so what you want to be doing before the race is checking out some landmarks. So, you know, for example, when we're in Taupo swimming up there, I know when I'm lining up that first buoy, there's a mountain you can kind of aim for. Um, likewise, when you're in different races, you might might be a house with a different coloured uh, roof. I know in Kona, when I was looking out, there was a particular hotel and a point that you could aim for. So look for those sort of landmark things rather than just relying on the swim boys. Uh, typically, Ironman races are quite early in the morning. Sometimes the sun is, is not fully up so yep. in Taupo. Oh, up, yep. uh, so you do need to... Oh, we're keeping you up, are we, Bevan? Oh, a little bit tired. <laughs> Bevan doesn't like talking about swimming. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, me. look out for some So you need marks. to do that, obviously, when you're doing your practice swim. Exactly. Race, yep. uh, sometimes some people can get caught out when they're doing the first Ironman where they have a lot of intermediary boys, uh, and they're often not in a straight line. So so perhaps don't always just think, right, I'm going to swim from boy to boy. Um, you obviously want to be lining up your big turning boys, but you can end up doing a bit of a zigzag if you use those intermediary boys. Nice. Uh, as a general rule of thumb, in terms of navigation, you're best off following the packs and just sitting in there and drafting rather than going off and doing your own thing. Uh, you're probably going to gain more from the draft than you are perhaps swimming a slightly shorter route. Obviously, sometimes there comes a point if this, the packs are splitting and you're going in different directions, then you've got to start thinking about uh, navigational issues, you know, trying to take the shortest route. But if everybody's going the same way and you think there might be a quicker way, okay. I think you'll probably be quicker sticking with the pack. Okay, so you're saying that if, if the pack's suddenly going in the wrong direction, you look up and the pack's going in the wrong direction, do you stay with the pack or do you go on the route? In general, I'd stay with the pack. Because yeah. they'll find it out, yeah. eh? If yeah. there's another pe- other people heading the other direction, then you might want to scoot across and jump onto them. Um, but otherwise, I'd generally say stick with the pack. Still, yeah. yeah, you're going to you're gaining a lot from being a pack. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, navigating, bringing your head up and sort of checking where you are, what you want to try to avoid doing is lifting your head up and holding it up continuously like water polo style. If you do that, your hips drop down in the water um, and, and it just causes you to be sort of pushing against the water a lot more than you should be. So your whole trunk and the, your hips and your lower part of your body are pushing against the water. You're trying to keep and maintain that flat body position in the water as much as you can. So when you are lifting your head, what you want to be trying to do is, and I'm going to do this as I talk, you, you turn your head to the side to breathe and then you sort of swing it around to the front and then just have a quick look and then put your head back down. So you don't want to be doing lots of strokes with your head up uh, if you can avoid it. So ideally, head to the side, roll it around the front, check where you are, make sure you're on track, head straight back down in the water. And that's something you want to practice in the pool, like you saying last week. Yep, yep. so you basically when you're swimming along in the pool, um, have a little uh, thing, you know, the, the dive blocks or something, and basically swing your head up, look so you can spot those dive blocks, put your head back down in the water and keep it down. All the way through the swim, you do want to try to keep your head down as much as you can. If it's a really rough conditions, if it's a sea swim or something like that with waves, then obviously it's a different scenario and you will need to keep your head up a bit more. Uh, if it is a, 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 a swim and there's a lot of um, waves, if you're swimming in the sea, sight buoys and things like that when you're right at the top of a wave. If you're trying to sight when you're in the bottom of a wave, you're just yep. going to see the next wave coming. Get a mouthful. So right when you're at the top of that wave. Okay. Uh, in general, you probably want to check uh, your sighting approximately every 8 to 10 strokes. Um, if you're just sitting in the middle of the pack, you can probably get away with doing a lot less. If you're swimming by yourself, maybe marginally more. Okay. 
So Next up. Issues on navigation. Next uh, Current and rips. Currents and rips. Probably more of an issue if it's a sea swim. So yep. races like Florida, um, Kona to a certain extent. Not quite sure about Lanzarote, but sea swims need to be aware of currents and rips. Uh, so what you want to do for this is go and check the days before, uh, see when other people go out swimming, if they are getting sucked one way or the other, uh, and, and then use that knowledge on race day to position yourself on the start line so you'll swim the right sort of route. Uh, again, though, I would say you'd be better off sticking with the packs. Um, just remember the shortest route is not always the quickest route. Yep. Drafting. Uh, I recently spoke to one of our regular listeners, David Craig. Uh, oh, his guy not coach, Craig David. Not Craig David. Doesn't like <laughs> it when you say that. Going? He's good. He's doesn't good. like it when we say that. No. His, his, his name is David Craig. It's not Craig David. Yeah, but I don't know if it's a joke. It's our joke. <laughs> but anyway, um, he was so, sort of saying, you know, whilst he doesn't think his, his swimming has maybe improved heaps over the last year, he said that his, his ability to draft has yeah. improved a lot. And that's what Epic did for me. You know, and that's where I was hurt and wrote because I just didn't draft very well at the end of the day. Yeah. And... Uh, Whereas in Taupo, I had a four-minute PB, really, and uh, it was purely just because I knew how to draft a lot better. Exactly. So drafting is key. Um, so generally, try to find a draft early uh, and just look out for swimmers coming through from behind you. The best position to draft is directly behind somebody sitting on their feet. What you want to avoid doing when you're sitting on people's feet, we are keeping Bevan up here, we, we apologise no, for that. We're losing the plot, aren't we? Um, the best place is on the feet, not on the hip, uh, sitting right behind somebody. You do want to have a little bit of courtesy because they are pulling you along, so you don't want to whack their feet continuously. If you swim into them once or twice, that's okay, but just sit right behind so you, your hands are entering the water, you know, just behind their feet. Um, if you've got somebody who's a strong kicker, it's, you get a slightly bigger draft. Although one thing is, if you're the person in front and someone's hitting your feet the whole time, don't let it get to you because, yeah. you know, like it's, it's just... It's hard to avoid as well, and so it's just not worth wasting your energy on no. stressing about that. No. So, you know, it's, it's not slowing you if, down. If you're in a very small pack and you are doing all the front work on the front, and if there's only a couple of people swinging behind you, then you can do a few zigzags and things like that to get people off your feet, or you can just pull to the side and make them come through and do some work. Um, but if you are the person that is doing the drafting, do just, just, sit, in there, just sit in there yep. and, uh, and sit, most b- of sit behind them rather than on their hip. Um, if the race's wave starts, which is, like I say, the case at the World Long Distance Champs recently, be really aware of swimmers coming through, uh, and you can use them to jump on their feet to maybe pull you up to a pack that's maybe just dropped you. Um, so, so do be aware of that in those sorts of situations. Um, and in general, as long as you don't go into your red zone, um, try to stay with the pack as much as you can um, and avoid being isolated. In an Ironman race, uh, as a rule of thumb, if you think you're going too hard, you probably are. Um, and it may be worth just sort of looking around, looking behind you, see if there's a pack coming up that you know, maybe you can drop back and just take it easy for a while. You don't want to be going into the red zone when you're doing uh, an Ironman swim. No. Okay, so rough conditions. Rough conditions, so by that I'm sort of talking more if it's a little bit choppy. Um, what you want to do there is uh, look to shorten your stroke a little bit, just increase your turnover a fraction, um, because what you want to avoid doing is having long periods where you're gliding and you just get bashed by the chop continuously. So just increasing your stroke turnover a little bit. Um, and... Yeah. Go shorter. Go shorter. Um, boy rounding. Okay. If it's uh, a busy race, which most Ironman races are, try to position yourself um, so you're not going to get pinned in on the inside. So, for example, if you're doing a race, which is, say, turning, making right-hand turns, position yourself when you're lining up for the boy to be a little bit l- little bit to the left of the boy. If you do get stuck right on the inside, you just get absolutely pummeled. If, the, you know, if say, there's 20 or 30 people trying to go around the boy at the same time. So by being on the outside, yes, you're going to swim marginally further, but you're going to avoid uh, getting pummeled, and that can, uh, if you are getting pummeled, you can often go into sort of quite, start lactating quite heavily, start yeah. losing your breath, start panicking. panicking yeah. So just take a slightly more conservative uh, boy rounding. I like the next one. What's the next one? Be aggressive and hold your line, but not fighting. Yeah, so we're, we're not fighters, are we, Bevan? No, we're lovers, uh, not fighters. But don't let people sort of barge you off, their th- off, um, off your draft. You know, do, do hold your draft, but if it does come into a complete fight and you're just whacking the crap out of each other, again, you're going to waste energy. Your energy so yeah. Be aggressive, but don't fight. Don't fight. Um, 
When in tight spots. When you're in tight spots, uh, a bit like when you're in rough conditions, just pick your cadence up a little bit and also just focus on trying to get your elbows a little bit higher. If you start having wide swinging arms, then you're more likely to have contact. So just try to lift your elbows a little bit when they're above the water uh, and just pick up that cadence and then you're running less of a risk of banging arms with this, uh, or you're reducing the amount of banging of arms. Nice. Okay. Uh, some races, for example, Lake Placid, you've got to get out of the water at halfway um, and uh, run around a little turning marker and get back in it's a pain yeah that would be horrible it's a real pain in in Ironman racing and you can risk uh, cramping um, but you really can lose your rhythm quite a bit so uh, for for iron distance you races, your goes back down. Oh yeah, yeah, you really lose your, your breathing. Mm. So for um, iron distance races, I, I generally suggest uh, unless you're a real front of the packer and a real um, going for going for the, the the win or going for the win in your age group or whatever. Or a slot. Yep. Um, do take a pretty conservative approach. Uh, swim more or less as far as as far as you can in, um, rather than trying to do lots of duck diving uh, and really Why, aggressive. Why, it's, it's less energy? It, yeah, it takes a lot less energy, uh, and uh, that's the main reason, really. Yeah. Um, if you just swim all the way in and then just sort of get up and just sort of jog around the mark, you hopefully won't interrupt your breathing too much, and you can get back into rhythm and just... Yeah, because if you get out, you sprint, you get back in order. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's hard to find your pattern. So... Um, you know, you're going to risk losing some time there, and you will lose some time. It is much quicker duck diving through the water and wading and things like that, but you are wasting a massive amount of energy for perhaps a, a 20 second gain. Yep. So, so take Which will a, hurt you later on. Exactly. Yeah. Take a take a nice conservative approach. Swim as far as you can, and then just do a few light duck dives and just jog around the mark, and then get back in and, and settle into it. Um, so that's really the main thing: is just be conservative. Uh, that's pretty much it for, for for turning the marks, I think. Okay, um, catching waves. Catching waves. So this would apply if you are at again uh, Florida or somewhere like that, where where there is uh, the chance of being some surf. Um, what you want to be doing is when you're swimming in, looking under your arm uh, and and watching for waves coming up behind you. Uh, as the waves, uh, as you're getting ready to catch a wave, which is as it's sort of starting to get ready to break, uh, getting into what we call the break zone. Ooh. Break it up. <laughs> Break it up. Uh, you want to just uh, speed up a little bit, and just before you're about to, just before you feel you're about to catch the wave, take a really big deep breath and hold it. Uh, catch that wave. Hold a really strong plank position. You want your body to be as straight and rigid as you possibly can, and re- and streamlined, and keep your head down. Uh, if you do that, you know, basically try to be a surfboard. Yep. If you let your body go limp and your hips go up and your head goes up and it's everything like up. that, you just fall straight off the back of the wave. So try to be a surfboard, basically. I love catching waves. Though. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, it's when I was in, when I was in LA, went to the beach with Brent and uh, oh, what could be this guy having these competitions? Sensational. Yeah, sensational. Oh, yeah. So you, you can gain a lot uh, from from catching waves. Oh, a lot of time, eh? If you get a good one, yeah. you've got to hold a really strong. You watch those surf try guys, eh? Oh yeah. And the guy will be winning the race, and the guy yeah. from last comes it's and wins because all of, over. Yeah. So that's basically the main tip there. As you do start to slow down, the wave starts to so you may feel you're starting to to fall off the back of the wave. Keep you still keep your body as straight and firm as you possibly can. Keep one arm out the, out the front, and then start stroking with another arm. And by that stage, you'll probably need to take a breath anyway. Um, so just stroke with one arm and, and be quite aggressive with that, and uh, and try to hold the wave for as long as you possibly can. Again, doing this sort of thing in an Ironman race is a bit risky. Uh, it does require quite a bit more effort. That. Yeah, maybe better off used later in the day, but do make sure you practice. You know, whenever you go to the beach, like Bevan said, go out there and practice swimming in the waves. It's yeah. it's great fun. Uh, and then it really comes to the exit of the swim, um, and that's basically the same as what we were talking about when you you're getting out at halfway uh, for Ironman races. You are better off being a little bit uh, conservative and perhaps not being really aggressive with your duck diving and your wading, just because you have been horizontal for you know fifty to. Yep. 90 minutes or so uh, and standing up and being really aggressive can risk uh, cramping quite easily um, so just cruise as far as you can in and maybe just do a few gentle duck dives and then just sort of jog out of the water again um, taking it pretty easy uh, actually one other thing that I didn't include in here is as you're going through the swim uh, a really good tip is to play around with flexing your ankles um, flexing your feet so instead of just them being pointing back as you normally would when you kick, yep. every couple of hundred metres, uh, bring your feet up and just uh, um, play around with flexing them forward and back. To avoid cramp. To avoid the cramp. Yep. Right. Just, uh, yep. It's, it's an important part of uh, any, any sort of race plan. Okay. Uh, yeah, just some general notes for Ironman athletes. The swim should be really comfortable, uh, easy to waste 
energy by trying to gain, but you know, maybe a minute up to four minutes. Yep. Um, just just chill. Should be pretty straightforward. And if you think you're going too hard, it's pretty much guaranteed that you probably are going too hard, and you should slow down and just uh, get onto another pack. You're not going to do that short course stuff. No, we're talking Iron Man today. We're Iron Man. Yeah, right. we're Iron Man. Look at that. Okay. Any other tips? Just no. Is it? That's about it. Nice. Wear a blue seventy wetsuit and you'll go blue fast. 70. And a blue seventy cap. Blue seventy. The blue seventy socks I really like. Uh, you can't race it, in them, surely. You, you can race in the blue seventy. Uh, some races you can anyway. Um, well, check that. Double check that. Yeah. And then triple check that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't give that tip for the record. <laughs> Don't wear the gloves. Don't so. wear the gloves. I can give you that tip. Okay, so that's uh, Coach Corners this week, and we've got questions and answers. And here we go. We've got. A, we've got only got one or two, I think. Here we go. Hi guys. But oh, wait, there's more. Uh, oh, but that's for athletes. We'll leave that for athletes. Yeah, leave that for athletes. Okay. Hi, guys. A question for your discussion on the question and segment of the show. How far do you recommend for a ride, long ride in the base endurance phase of an Ironman prep? Kona is 13 weeks away, and I typically ride 150 to 160 miles solo in the heat for a mega prep ride before I kick into faster 100-mile rides. It works for me. It seems to make the 112 miles seem a bit easier, especially if the weather is uncooperative. Is this common, or am I a masochist? Well, yeah. <laughs> You're a bit of a masochist. It's, it was sent in from Rob Chance. Um, yeah, you are a bit of a masochist, Rob, basically. <laughs> it it, it kind of depends. If, if you're a, a, somebody who's a full-time athlete, then it's not so masochistic. Yeah. Yep. Um, but if you're a working athlete, it's, it's pretty full-on. And probably the key thing in terms of whether I'd say it's a good idea or a bad idea is how much it takes out of you. Um, you know, If you do one big ride a week and it ruins you for the rest of the week and you can't do any other constructive training, then it's probably a bit too much. It also depends on how, the frequency that you're doing this 150-mile uh, ride. You know, If you're doing it every week, that's probably going to be pretty yeah. full-on. Yep. But I'm a big believer in going over the distance um, several times in, in that sort of base phase. So if you're just doing it a few times, I think it'll be a good idea if you're doing it every week it might be a bit dodgy especially if it takes a lot out of you um what i'd probably prefer seeing is is one long long ride you know maybe um six or seven hours and one medium sort of ride during the week maybe three hours or so rather than maybe just doing one complete ultra but yeah i'd say it, it kind of depends quite a bit on how much it takes out of you and if you're doing it in the heat it's probably going to take quite a bit of out of you yeah totally there's a lot of nutrition to care as well isn't it yeah but i think no problem doing those rides but if you did them every week it's Might be, be wise in how you do them. Mm. Um, that's pretty much our one question for this week. It is. Although we've run out of time, so that's all good. Um, so our sponsors, we've got, we've got a bit of news for our sponsors this week, we haven't have, we? We have. It's exciting times. I'm going to start off with Coffees of Hawaii because... Coffee, okay, Albert got highly entertained by us last week talking about... Well, we are entertaining, yeah, so obviously. Talking about people playing with Bevan's beans and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And about the beans, that were, you ro- how you roast your beans, and we didn't really have too much of a clue. And he gave us a, a, a roasting PDF, didn't he? Mm. And it's pretty extensive on the different stages of the beans and how, when they crack. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it's good. I mean, it, we're going to put the PDF on our website, aren't we? Exactly. So, so you guys can learn you can, how to roast uh, you beans. You can roast your own beans, as Albert was saying. Uh, I wasn't quite sure whether you know you had to take them to a special place to get them roasted, but yeah, you can do them. And it goes through the different stages of how the beans are roasted and the different sorts of roasting levels. You know, if the you crack want, could be cool, but eh? The crack, yeah. The, <laughs> the crack opens at different stages of the heating process. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to come in. But anyway, we're going to put that PDF in, so if you are interested on how Sufficiently to high temperature, that's when the crack opens. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so, so, but anyway, they're sending some over to us, and we're going to do it on a show, aren't we? Exactly. You need a popcorn maker. Yeah. Have you got a popcorn maker? I haven't, but we can go I get I think one. my nana's got one. Okay. I'm, my mum. My mum's got one. And, uh... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something live on air, and then we'll be sampling. A bit we hear some cracks, in the yeah. back, cracks opening in the background. <laughs> oh, no. So that's one thing. Coffees of Hawaii, you can get your uh, your beans and roast them yourself. But the other exciting thing about Coffees of Hawaii is that they've been negotiating with who is it? Some US, US postal. postal, and they've got much cheaper shipping options for overseas listeners. Uh, for example, a three times eight ounce bag shipping cost from the US uh, to New Zealand uh, is only thirteen dollars now. Australia thirteen, Great Britain thirteen. Uh, 1360 in France, six, 1360 as well. And 750 so, to the US. And they've also reduced flexi of FedEx shipping costs. Uh, so if you want that last minute present uh, for somebody at Christmas, you can get it done FedEx. Obviously, it's a bit more expensive, um, but then it's still less than what it was. And they're saying they recognise that until now, excessive overseas shipping costs have been a major barrier for overseas listeners buying a coffee. No more. 
It, now it's reasonable. We'll go on, John. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And it is really, especially the way the US dollar is at the moment. It's absolutely pathetic. So yeah, thirteen bucks um, US for for kiwis is probably only about and you're getting fifteen or top, sixteen top bucks. Top quality coffee. So that's sensational. So now, if you had gone into coffees in the way in the past and thought oh, the shipping's a little bit too much, um, get on there now, and it's yeah. going to be a hell of a lot cheaper. And, and especially you can, you can open your crick. Yeah, and the, and the US dollar is pathetic, so it's going to be really cheap. <laughs> nice. Get on there. Ethlinks.com. Um, can't mention names here. We can we can call it Mister. We call call it Mister N and Mrs. No no no. no. Oh, this Athlinks. Oh, whoops, I meant to do try buys, but uh, we'll do Athlinks. Okay, Athlinks. This is, no, no. He said he emailed me today. And he said we could say names, but only uh, first names. Uh, well, let's let's just call it Mister N. How about Romeo and Juliet? Okay, let's call it Romeo, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. So here we go. So we got a we got an email from Romeo. Yeah, it was all about Athlinks, and Athlinks <laughs> is the place where you go to. We, I, I love it because you go on there and you can store all your results in one place. Have oh, yeah, yeah, but the like community that. thing, like I went on the website this week and there's a photo of some some girls cheering from Germany, and I said, "Is that wrong?" And all you guys have gone on there and put many comments. It's a life of humour, so I love that. But Romeo gave us an email. <laughs> Romeo sent us in an email, and he has been on Athlinks. He's a regular listener to the show, yeah. and recently uh, he started swapping emails with somebody else on Athlinks. Juliet. Juliet. So no, so a girl who actually already seen my photo on the site, and I started messaging each other through the site. She lived in West Coast of America. Now he's in the UK, so he's in the UK, a long way from the UK. But it was great to hear from her training in 120 degree heat whilst I was wrapped up battling through the UK floods. The contact through uh, contact through Athlinks led us to exchanging an email address. A few days later, texting, and a couple of days after that, we were speaking. We got a great we got on great from the start, and. Though the eight-hour time difference was crazy, we lived so far away from each other. But wait, there's more. A few weeks ago, I spent some time in the state to do some work for NASA. Whoa, it's pretty impressive, eh? Mm-hmm. I've been doing some work for NASA, and she actually flew flew across the country to meet me. And she is hot. And I actually I, I went and checked out Juliet's yeah. profile yeah. on Athlinks, and I was I have to agree. And not just because she trains in the heat. Oh, this comic genius. Yeah. Uh, we met at the airport, and right from the start, we had a great laugh, and we ended up spending the next four days together. Fly home. I'm just going to stop myself there. But wait, there's more. There's a tear in your eyes, isn't there? <laughs> oh, mate, it's getting emotional. Um, I'm going back to the States in August, and we're going to be spending 10 days together in San Diego. I'm hoping to also do it. What's that? Alberman. Alberman at the end uh, Italy. Italy, and an iron distance race in the Mediterranean island of Alban. Uh, and. Ooh, Romeo, Juliet. Oh, Juliet. Juliet. You're not Romeo. It's going to come across <laughs> for that, and I've persuaded her that the two of us should do road next year. Well, we have to do right there now because we met Romeo and Juliet. Nothing like forward painting. My life is great now. I'm probably going to win some <laughs> some Blackwell wheels. wheels off tri bikes. Yeah. Anyway, nice work, uh, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo. I, think, I think Juliet's a listener as well. Oh, well, she will be now. I'm sure she yeah. listened to this. So, uh, Athlinks, it's it's connecting us in many, many ways, isn't it? Mm. It's. But I am enjoying the community aspect. Like, you can, if you basically, if you have something on Athlinks, because people put articles up, and if you like this photo, I just went and made a comment, and heaps of you guys have actually gone on there and made comments about it. And it's quite funny because the boys, it's obviously some hot chicks, and the boys are making certain comments, and now the girls have come on and some comebacks, and. It's, it's great times. Ah, it is. Yeah, so, ethlinks.com. So, and our third one, trybuys.com. Here we go, I'm going to do the right now, just have a look. Trybuys. Trybuys is where you go for the no-brainer. The no-brainer. The no-brainer competition where you go in to win the set of black Well, you know wheels. what? You've got a really good chance of winning because at the moment, I don't think they've done a lot of advertising other than with us. Yeah. And so you kind of, you know, it's going to be an Iron Man Talk listener. Exactly. It's got to be. So we, we want to make sure it is an Iron Man Talk listener. And um, I know we've been talking up, and I think it's going to be coming on pretty soon, it's, isn't it? I got an email from them earlier this week, and, you know, they're not they're getting pretty close. Oh, so so for now, just get on there, enter that competition. So go to trybuys.com, watch your little fish file, one, one race, one goal, one victory. Oh, the crowd as well. The crowd goes wild. Look. Looks, looks like they were selling blue 70 stuff there, I thought, and a bit of head, and yeah, very good. Wait a second, I'm just doing this. Oh, oh I can't actually remember the link. One thing they're doing that's really, really cool is they're actually putting us on their front page. We like that. So, so again, they're trying to do the, like, one thing that's cool about all their sponsors is that they are really big on promoting the community, mm-hmm. and try by is what they've done with their front page is that when you go on the front page, they actually have a link to our Listen Now, so that if you want to scan through the website, you can actually listen to Iron Man Talk, and they also have a bit of a news section for the news, it's, and it's quite minor, so it's not intrusive, but it's... Um, just again, just thinking of ways to kind of create more of a community feeling to their website. And as I've mentioned before, the product they're selling is 
the best, yeah, top-notch triathlon product in all areas. You go into, like, um, cycles, they've got the top brands. You go into the gear, they've got top brands. They've even got running shoes, you know, so they're not just, you know, often you just get, like, focused on one area. They've really covered all the different areas. So we're really excited that they're going to be coming on really soon and uh, it's going to be a party. Maybe even we can have a launch party at my 25th, my 30th party. (laughs) You think think you're 25? Well, it's on the 25th, so I'm calling it You think you're 25, but you know, you're getting old. You're hitting 30. You're hitting 30. So, um... So, so how was that blind date? Well, wait a second, I'm going to do another little bits first, and oh, then okay. I'll tell you about the blind I'm, date. I'm bloody excited about you blind are, date. Well, you're married now, mate, so you've got to live through me, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> Linda does this in the show, so be careful. <laughs> well, I'm not the one who said that. Taking a baby out helps you. <laughs> um, um, oh, so, so John's coaching website? Uh, CoachJohnNewsom.com. Okay, and if you want to email us, it's ironmantalk at gmail.com for any questions. Um, do we have, yeah. And if you want to go into our website, you can assist us. If you want, to, if you're going to buy anything from Amazon, just do us a favour and go through our website and just go through our store, and then you can do your Amazon shopping, and we get a little commission. Nice. And I'm going to put the the email, send this email to your mate thing. So what I'm going to do this week is on our website, I'm just going to have a bit of text, and the idea is that you're going to go to our website, just going to copy the text, paste it. If you want to change it, cool, um, and just email it to a friend of yours who is um, an Iron Man type person, and just say here. And the, the email will be really short. We'll just say, hey, here's this podcast that I listen to. I'll write it as though you wrote it yourself. Here's this podcast I listen to. It's, I think it's pretty cool. Give it a chance, and I'm sure it'll change your life forever. And because uh, <laughs> I'm sure it will. And just copy that someone because uh, we just want to make the community bigger and bigger, and that's one way you can help us do that. Um, so um, the blind date. Mm. Well, we've been building now for an hour, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. People are just dying in anticipation. Oh, they're itching, aren't they? It was actually really interesting. She was a very attractive girl and a really um, successful girl, really nice. We actually went there. I was a little bit nervous because mm. I've never done a blind date, and it's a dangerous mm. game. And so I went there. You didn't send anybody in to scope it out before? No, because I was running a little bit late. So I, had to, I was there first. So I texted her, I'm going to be late. So I was there first, went in there, and she came in, went up, gave her a cuddle. Yeah, bit of a peck on the cheek. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we don't do that in New Zealand. Um, you know, I'm a cultural man. So, yeah. so I did that, and then we sat down. We had a coffee for three hours and talked. Some long coffee. Yeah, it was, it was. And she was a really cool chick. And uh, got to the end of the night. I didn't do the pash. Oh, okay. Um, pash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sitting here with a schoolboy. <laughs> but but did we do pash on a first date? Probably not. No, probably not. Probably not. No. Well, you probably never get that chance again. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> so you can't. hope not. <laughs> so, um, so I didn't do the pash, and she was nice girl. I don't know if we'll go anywhere because, to be honest, I'm really enjoying being a single man, and so um, I enjoyed her company. It was a great night out, and I'm glad because everyone I talked to had, had blind dates and had horrible experiences. And <laughs> I, yeah, so I was really concerned going into it, but it was actually it was it was a really cool night out. She was a real great chick, so uh, it was it was good times. So that's I'll just leave it at that. And what have you no. been up to, mate? What have I been up to? Not a great deal. I have to say, you're a bit of a photographer. I got this. I got. This, I got a letter in the mail from John, John. Maybe you're not the photographer. From John and Belinda. Oh yeah. Thank you for the gift that Tyler and my daughter, my daughter and I got John for uh, for Toby. Oh, Toby. Thomas. Thomas. Get it right here. <laughs> <laughs> for Thomas. And uh, and they had the, they made obviously you made the cards yourself. Oh uh, yep, yep. Made the cards yourselves, and they had this amazing, probably the best baby shot I've ever seen. I should say. put it on the website. I'll yeah, email it. Yeah, yeah, email it to me, and it's the best baby. He's lying on a bed, and I've got the color color scheme right, yeah. and he's got his elbows back like he's in a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put it up on the website. So what are you going on for the week? I am going to learn how to be emotionally intelligent oh. for the next two days. Oh. <laughs> You'll be a different man when you come back, won't you? I'll be emotionally intelligent. You will be emotionally intelligent. Do you know what you're actually going into with it? Uh, not a great deal. No? No. Just that you can get in touch with your emotions. Get in touch with my inside feeling, yeah. communicate a little bit better. Maybe you'll cry at movies now. Maybe I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it should be pretty full on doing a two-day course. You know, they're generally pretty intensive, and that's about it. The mm. rest of the week's going to suck because I'll be catching up on work. Oh, that's the problem when you do things like that, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, guys, that's pretty much our show for this week. Uh, next week's going to be a bit of a special show, isn't it, Jonbo? Well, next week um, we are going to be interviewing M, hopefully, and I. No, well, I think that. M might be replacing me. She Maybe. So next week's show could be a bit of a debacle. Just bear with us, because <laughs> I'm not so good on the technology side of things all the time, and I'm going to be in charge. And I'm actually away. I'm up to Auckland for the weekend, so I may not be here. So if I'm not here, there may be a chance. Just we're not. We haven't really confirmed what's happening, but there may be a chance that the show will be released a day later. So there could be a chance it comes out on Wednesday instead of Tuesday, because I'm away until Wednesday, and so. If John's struggling, then maybe what I'll do is I'll just come in on Wednesday and hold his hand and <laughs> take him through. Don't, so, pay, don't bash me. Don't, I won't bash you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and, uh, and so that may happen next week. Be aware of that. If 
if not, um, we'll just see what happens. Yeah. Anyway, what are you up to for the week? Um, I'm going to Auckland. Yeah, I've got to work. So that's that sucks. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, it's it. Iron rusts. Iron men don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha. You got to go to work, haven't you?